Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is hot in the news, what's new in research, or anything that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. So today's topic is insulin resistance. You may hear terms such as metabolic syndrome, syndrome X, cardiometabolic syndrome, you know, all pretty much the same thing. And I hate to say it, but with everything going on with COVID and people's not being as active as they have been in the past, which wasn't that active, eating all those so-called comfort foods, we are seeing a huge increase in insulin resistance. So today, I'm going to tell you what insulin resistance is, how you get it, how you can reverse it, and supplements that research shows can help. So insulin resistance is associated with all the the usual criminals, obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is the leading cause of infertility in women and other hormone disorders. But it's also associated with kidney disease, strokes, heart attacks, eye problems, cancer, Alzheimer's disease, gallbladder's disease, just to name a few. The list continues to grow more and more things are being associated with insulin resistance. Gosh, you think it's associated with everything that people go to doctors for? And you could be right. Insulin resistance may actually affect a third to one half of all Americans. So what is it? Well, if you think of a cell, a cell in your body, like a room, And inside that room, all sorts of good things can happen. It could be a factory that makes things or a cell that could just be like a closet that stores things for later use. Those could be muscle cells, liver cells, or could just be fat cells that are like the storage closet. They're going to store things for later. Insulin is like the key that unlocks that cell room so that blood sugar, blood glucose can get inside. Sometimes that key gets bent or broken and it just stops working correctly. Over time, blood sugar starts to go higher because it can't get in the cell and the body keeps making more and more insulin because it keeps getting the trigger that you've got high blood sugar, so I need more insulin. High blood sugar is damaging the cells and it sets you up for heart disease, neuropathy, diabetes, everything. High insulin sets you up for other problems. And eventually insulin levels get high enough that it overrides the problem of the key not working, but that doesn't fix the problems. It just has higher insulin. Adding more insulin is just a temporary Band-Aid. You can't tell by how you feel if you have insulin resistance or not. You know, blood tests are going to be important, but you may start considering the possibility of insulin resistance if you have a waistline that's over 32 inches if you're a woman, a small woman, but normally 35 inches for a woman and over 40 inches for a man. Blood pressure readings that are like 130 over 80 or higher, a fasting glucose of over 100, I would say 95 starts to push it, a triglyceride level of over 150, HDL levels under 40 for men and under 50 for women, 
If you've got skin tags, especially around the neck, patches of dark velvety skin that's called acanthosis, nicrocans, also obesity, especially belly fat. If you've got an inactive lifestyle, if your diet is high in bread and pasta and crackers, if you had gestational diabetes, if you've got health conditions like non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, polycystic ovarian syndrome, a family history of diabetes, smoking, uh, if your ancestry is African, Latino, or Native American, if you're over 45, but we've seen it also in five-year-olds, medication like steroids, antidepressants, and HIV medications, or if you have sleep problems. So those are a lot of things that can make you think that maybe you might be having a problem. So then, if so, blood tests are very useful. So you can get a fasting glucose test. That's going to measure blood sugar if you haven't eaten for at least eight hours, preferably 12. Then you get an oral glucose tolerance test. They often do this in, in, women, in pregnant women to see if they're going to get gestational diabetes. And most importantly, a hemoglobin A1C test. If your blood sugar goes up over time, sugar attaches to a hemoglobin. So depending on how high it goes, that's going to tell you how high your average blood sugar is. Most important thing, I believe, is to ask what causes it. There's a lot of research, and one theory is associated with increased level of fat in the blood. So you think, okay, I'm eating too much fat, so maybe I need to cut back on that to reduce the insulin resistance. But no, these fatty acids come from just eating too much, eating too many calories, and carrying around excess body weight, especially around the middle. That's that dangerous visceral belly fat that accumulates around your organs. And those are going to create inflammatory hormones that drive even more insulin resistance. And that's really common with people with excess weight, but even low or normal weight people can be susceptible if other things line up. So what are some other causes of insulin resistance? You know, high intake of fructose. That comes from either sugar and sometimes even a lot of fruit. Fruit juices have been linked to insulin resistance. If there's a lot of inflammation, because oxidative stress and inflammation can lead to conditions. Inactivity. Physical inactivity is a big risk factor. And interesting, the more we study, you know, the gut microbiome, Evidence is suggesting that there is certain bacterial environments in the gut that is going to make insulin resistance and other metabolics a metabolic problems a real issue. And then, of course, like I said, certain ethnic backgrounds um, can predispose you as well. So the main causes of ins insulin resistance are going to be increased body weight, overeating, high sugar intake, inflammation, inactivity, and possibly genetics. So now my favorite part, what can you do to reverse it or prevent it? You know, I got to say it, healthy diet, eating lots and lots of vegetables, the more colorful, the better. Maybe a couple low sugar fruits every day. Nuts are good. Limit your beans and starchy grains, fish, and, and then you can enjoy lean protein. So the more colorful vegetables and fruit in your diet, those colorful fruits and vegetables are rich in compounds that have lots of antioxidants 
and they will help increase insulin sensitivity. So you're going to be more sensitive to the insulin that's already there. More fiber. It's going to lower your cholesterol, reduce appetite, and it's going to change the gut microbes so that they're going to be reducing the insulin resistance and increasing insulin sensitivity. Herbs and spices love garlic, fenugreek, turmeric, cinnamon, and ginger all help increase insulin sensitivity. So spice away. Also, drinking green tea about three cups a day can be really powerful. It's got that EGCG, which is a catechin that is really good to increase insulin sensitivity. Something else, apple cider vinegar can increase insulin sensitivity by 34% after a high-carb meal. So if you happen to have a little bit more carbs at a meal, especially breads or pasta or you know, or a dessert, if you're insulin resistant, have a little bit of apple cider vinegar and it's going to help. Also, um, those are people that are insulin resistant, but it's going to help by 19% in people that have type 2 diabetes. And this is a big one for a lot of people that are inactive. It's just cutting down on starches and sugars in general. When you reduce your carb intake, it is going to naturally increase insulin sensitivities because carb is just the main stimulus to cause blood sugar or blood insulin levels to rise. So high-carb diets are going to lead to spikes in blood sugar, so the pancreas has to work really hard. So smaller portions of carbs throughout the day are going to be less stressful. And don't have white toast or cereal for breakfast, a sandwich and fries for lunch and pasta for dinner. That's like asking for it. The type of carb really is important. Vegetables are going to be much different than bread. And it's going to, they're, they're going to have a lot of fiber. So that um, the more vegetables you eat, the better off you're going to be. So we want to avoid intake of added sugars. There is difference between added sugars and natural sugars. Carbohydrates are how plants store energy. It's their sugar. So you're going to get natural sugars <clears throat> from your vegetables and, of course, from fruit. But the kind of sugar that you get from table sugar or corn syrup is the worst for insulin resistance. <clears throat> High intake of fructose is linked to insulin resistance. So other things you can do besides working with the diet, get more sleep. All these things that I talk about all the time, but getting more sleep. If you get poor sleep, you are going to reduce your insulin sensitivity and you are going to crave the refined carbs. They have done so many studies on that, you know, kind of double blind placebo ones where they trick people. And if you are getting poor sleep or if your sleep is interrupted or shortened, you're going to go for the sugary donuts every time. Exercise is a great way to increase insulin sen sensitivity about 20 to 30 minutes daily. It's going to move that sugar into the muscles and promote immediate release of insulin sensitivity. And that can last up to 48 hours depending on the kind of exercise. Fabulous. If you're doing aerobic, it's going to be really fast. If you do the weight training, the high intensity interval, that is going to last up to two days. Okay. So get out and walk, brisk walk. That's going to be absolutely fine. If you're not active now, 
maybe you need to get your doctor's blessing. So just be sure you're safe. Number four, stress. Stress hormones make the body more insulin resistant. That's going to prevent nutrients from being stored and makes them more available in the bloodstream. So it keeps everything up. And for our ancestors, this was probably important. They needed that extra energy for life-sustaining activities. Maybe they had to run from something. Maybe they had to fight for something. So, you know, stress hormones is going to be good to keep it in the, in the muscles, but not good for long-term health. You know, we see that a lot in people that are under chronic stress today, and, and that insulin resistance can be really harmful. It's interesting, one time I was under a great deal of stress, and that was the highest my blood sugar ever was. My, my weight was the same, everything else was the same. I was just under a great deal of stress, and my blood sugar was the highest it's ever been. And it's usually never a problem for me, but boy, I, I paid attention there. Okay, something else, losing a few pounds. Excess weight, especially in the tummy, which is where we start to store it the older we get, that's going to reduce insulin sensitivity and increase the risk for type 2 diabetes. So you got to get at a healthy weight. Know what your BMI is and just make sure you're working on it. There's, don't worry about being perfect, but just keep working on it. So many studies that link belly fat to insulin sensitivities and type 2 diabetes. There was a study from Johns Hopkins University found that people with prediabetes who lost just as little as 5% of their total weight over six months reduced their risk for type 2 diabetes by 54% for the next three years. So don't worry about being perfect. 5% is good enough. Okay, now supplements. Three, four that I really like that may increase insulin sensitivity, chromium, the mineral chromium, the mineral magnesium, and the extract berberine, and the plant gymnema. Chromium, mineral that most people are deficient in because it's been refined out of our diet, you know, doses somewhere between 200 and 1,000 microgram could improve the ability of the insulin receptors to work. Magnesium, mineral that's needed for those insulin receptors, you know, it's maybe three, 400 milligram. Berberine, oh my gosh, berberine is phenomenal. Plant molecule that is extracted from one of my all-time favorite herbs, golden seal. It comes from other herbs too. But studies have shown that it increases insulin sensitivity, lowers blood sugar, and there have been so many studies that have gone head-to-head with the drug metformin. Uh, glucophage, and it's had the same results without digestive upset. Very, very interesting. So um, don't go off of your medication, but you may want to discuss that with your doctor and have him monitor things. As with all supplements, you, you really do need to check with your doctor if you are taking some medication. Insulin resistance is really just a side effect of a lifestyle that does not fit our genes. Since we can't change your genes, unless you got a few million years, you may have to look at changing your diet and lifestyle so you can be healthier. Now, I'm not saying you can't treat yourself now and then, but it's what you do day in and day out that builds your health. And nothing is more worthwhile than making health your hobby. So thanks for listening for another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to other shows on 
any place you listen to podcasts or on my website, debford.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. And remember, do something really good for yourself today.